this is this week's edition of Looking Back Through the Files of the Bunyip for Wednesday the 13th of April 2022. My name is Kay and I'm one of your readers along with Jeanette. Hello Jeanette. Hi Kay. And we're in the bowels of the Gawler Institute which has always got some interesting things happening and we're, the room that we use is the Gawler Heritage Centre, very kindly allowed to come in here and we're surrounded by boxes that look terribly interesting. They do, yes. And they're obviously things that people have brought in and donated to the Heritage Centre over the years. So it's always something happening and they've got a very good exhibition. Um, they opened their new exhibition last week, yes. which I went to, and yes. it's all about entertainment mm. and music yes. in Gawler. So anyway, looking back through the files of the Bunyip, 150 years ago, and I'll kick off with our goldfields. This week's Gazette contains the warden's report of the goldfields. Regarding the Brosser diggings, the report states, Things are very quiet here, no fresh discoveries of any importance having been made lately. Indeed, no prospecting has taken place. A few patches are discovered now and then, which serve to keep employed the 90 to 100 men who remain. And there's still people out there fossicking in the goldfields. Wow. Okay. They still go out there. Yeah. Yes. So that was really sort of tapering off by then. Well, 1870s, yes. Yes, yeah. Past their prime. Yeah, but there's always optimists. Oh, yes. My grandfather believed there was gold to be found in Gippsland. And he and his brother went down there prospecting. They never found any, but they lived down, his brother lived down there for 10 or 15 years yeah. in a little bark hut. They never gave up hope. Oh, no. My, my <laughs> ancestors happened to just accidentally, I suppose. Well, not accidentally, but they moved up to Ichanga because that's who they were working for. And he went over to Victoria in the initial gold rush. Oh, yes. yeah. And then... When they came back to Ichanga, there were signs that there might be gold there. And so right. they were right in the middle of the gold yes, field. Yes, there was a yeah, gold field A huge there. one. Yes. Yeah, it started was... at Biggs Flat, which is where mm. my ancestors lived. Yes. I've still got gold and mm. bits and pieces that was found up on the property. So it was quite amazing that they went over to, gold, mm. over to Victoria looking for gold and came back. And it was, in their, here. And it was yes. right in their doorstep, yeah. literally, mm. in mm. their backyard. Justin's great-great-uncle found a nugget up in the Flinders, the gold fields up oh, there. Wow. Yep. And it was one of the biggest found in South Australia, really? I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. So there's articles and paper about that. Yes. So it. the only nugget, the biggest one I've got is about the size of a 50 cent piece. Right. It was made into a brooch, so it was actually welded onto a piece of lead. And because of the chemical properties of gold and lead, they can't be removed. So there's right. this lead that's just welded to this gold that we yeah I don't think that one the same I don't know if could I think it might be silver but I never thought about that it could be that I have to have a look yeah but yes it was a nugget that my great great yeah well this found. was flat like a leaf of work, yeah, and I, I believe oh, yeah there's yeah, conflicting yeah. stories as to who actually found it you know mum mm. said one and then someone has said something else so mm. we don't really know who found it but it's in my custody at present I won't say I own it because mm. it's just mine to hand on to hand on, someone yes, who's yeah. nice to me it's <laughs> so funny okay 100 years ago dedication of a church on the 26th of July 1908 a small number of Lutheran at Gawler organized the Zion Evangelical Lutheran Congregation and in the following year purchased Little Glory Church on Church Hill Towards the end of 1915, the congregation formed a parish, and in August 1914, 
the Reverend C.A. Weisbisch was inducted as resident pastor. In September 1917, the congregation made further progress, purchasing the fine residence known as Highlands, the tentative thought being that sufficient ground would be available for the building of a new church. In May of last year, the members decided on operations for the new edifice, estimating their requirements could be covered by an expenditure of about a thousand pounds. That's a lot of money. It was. Well, Highlands is the house opposite Coles, isn't it? Think. Is it? I don't know. It's one of the historic. I should yes. know where it is. So I don't think the church ever got built because I think we'd know if it had. No. 50 years ago, cancel Lindock Meals Service. It's an interesting headline. Mm-hmm. The Meals on Wheels service to the Lindock area is likely to be discontinued unless demand for the service picks up. Drivers and deliveries of the Lindock Meals on Wheels operate a shuttle service from the Gawler Kitchen. This year, for the first time, the service was temporarily suspended during the vintage, but would resume in May. Well, you know, even if one person needs meals on wheels, then it's got to be a good thing. Exactly. Uh, yes. I know it, they need to have viability, but we've got a little service in Two Worlds where I live, and I think they've got about 15 people, and the volunteers just turn up and they deliver the meals. It's a service. It's not about profit. That's it shouldn't right. be about numbers. It shouldn't be it's about a service. Yep. The service is to provide for anyone that needs. Yeah. It's only one person. Until the number crunches get onto it. Yes. Mm. Accountant. 25 years ago, dry zones to be continued. Alcohol-free areas in Gawler have been reinforced for another year. Long-term alcohol bans, which were implemented in 1992 to try and prevent alcohol-related antisocial behaviour in prominent areas, have again been approved by Consumer Affairs Minister Trevor Griffin. People are not allowed to drink in Pioneer Park, Princess Park or the parklands from the Adelaide Road Bridge around Whitelaw Terrace to 14th Street Ford between 7pm and 7am. I think they're still in force. I think it's still in force, yes. As far as I know, I know Pioneer Park a few years ago definitely had a... I'm pretty sure and along the riverbank, I'm pretty sure that's still in force. It's not a bad idea. I mean, where do you need to drink? It's nice to have a picnic up at... I suppose... With yeah, I was just thinking yes. that you've got picnics, so that's yes, the only yeah. thing people do. But like. if it's between seven pm and seven am, I mean picnics are during the day. Yeah, you don't usually have picnics yeah. at night, so yeah. that's not a problem. Yeah, and Pioneer Park isn't really somewhere people have picnics. It's no. not really a good picnic area. I don't think there's anywhere to sit, is there? No, Much. not really. I've been up there lately. No, I don't think there is any seating. And here we have ten years ago. Heritage demolition disgrace. A concerned local resident fears local heritage will be lost if Gawler Council continues to sanction the demolition of old homes. A century-old villa on Lindock Road was demolished last month to make way for development at the site by ECH Limited, uh, Incorporated, a provider of affordable housing for older residents. Council approved the demolition of the non-heritage listed site in November believing it bore little significance in terms of local and state heritage. And there's a photograph of a woman there, unnamed. She's the concerned local resident, Mm. leaning on a fence line, looking concerned. Yes, anyway. Reminds me, very, very long time ago, just after I moved to Adelaide, there was this beautiful old villa. It would have been Federation, Federation Mm. Villa, just in North Adelaide, and the big sign, you know, showing flats that were going to be built there. And somebody had graffitied all over it. No, please do not mm. demolish mm. this beautiful house. Or something. There'll be no, nothing left. Mm. So. Have you been up Cowton Road lately? Yes, it breaks my heart. Fairfield? 
Yes, yes. It's just heartbreaking. It's just, I went up there last yeah. weekend with mm. a friend and she pointed it out to me. I was driving mm. and she said, oh, God, look at that. And it's all these houses. I know. And Fairfield, and that looks out towards Calton Road with this beautiful yeah. facade and it's going to look straight at someone else at the back, back of someone's someone house. house. What's the point of owning it? I know. I mean, yes. they, I think they've still got the view out over Gawler from the front, it's from just, the oh, western it's side. Tragic. It's, it's such like a, Yes. Oh, and it's the almighty dollar. Yes. Mind you, I wouldn't mind a couple more, but never mind. No, no, but if I had more, I'd want it to buy the house behind us, knock it down and increase our backyard. That's right. Improve your quality of life. Yes, not, yes. Not reduce it. Okay, yeah. so that... Call the call now and then. And this image is really interesting. Prince of Wales visit 1920. Mm. The prince representing King George V to thank the countries of the empire for their contribution in winning World War II paid a whistle-stop visit to Gawla on July the 12th, 1920. Mm. The reason I'm interested, I've just photographed a photo museum for the museum, a photo of the station when he arrived ah, and the yes. crowds in the station. Yeah, yeah, it was Although a big to, thing. To say, I think it's a dubious way of saying thank you, sending the delinquent son to Australia. We say that now, but back then it I was know, they were really, really amazing. At the station. Yeah. It wasn't a car park then, I guess it was. Yeah. A, but completely packed yep. with people. Yep. And I had to research because they didn't know the date. It was a question about the so I did some okay. research into when yeah. he visited. We do Gawler, have so. actually got a folder in the local history mm. collection because I know because I filed yeah. it and it's all about Prince Files' visit and mm. it was a big thing because it was a huge um, thing. It's yeah. a bit like we make a big thing of like the tour down under mm. start or finish or something like that. It's mm. just draws attention to the town. It certainly and did. People think they're special because someone from the royal family came along. Yes. Yeah, it meant mm. a lot. So. Yes, it did mean a lot at the time. Yeah, it did. So, yes, yeah. I guess our views have changed a lot. Oh, he Which would have had to have travelled here by ship. Yes. So for him it's a big deal. Yeah, big commitment. Back in 1870s, the first royal visit was the Prince of Wales and I think it was the one that died. The eldest son... I think mm. it was Albert. He died of um, pneumonia or diphtheria. Oh, really? Yeah. So George V was the second son. So it was George, George V's fifth. elder brother who came out. Yep. And, and then George V had King yeah, Edward and then George VI, who's the Queen's father. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm not really good on British royalty no. genealogy. I just know the Queen mm. Victoria had, what, 11 children? It's like... Yes. How could you do that? Well, I know she did it, but... Patrick recently was watching The King's Man and he kind of said, Mum, was it true that the Kaiser and the King of England were first cousins and the Tsar was all saying, I was like, yes. yes they were, they were Everyone was descended from Victoria. <laughs> oh, yeah, she made sure that yes. the old genealogy, the old blood, family yes. blood sort of went far and deep. So. Indeed. Yep. Well, that's it for this week then, Jeanette. Okay. And until next week, hey, and have a lovely Easter. You too, and lots of celebrations with loved ones, which will be yes, very good. Yeah.